So Donna, I'm excited to chat with you about your speaking up story and what you and I are going to do is grit it, mm -hmm. which is kind of represent the challenges you faced in a way that sort of might help you do it even better next time. Yeah. Great. And um, we'll be following the pathway of the learning pathways grit. Mm -hmm. So we usually start out by asking you, um, what would you have liked to have happen if this conversation had gone perfectly? And the way you can think about that is maybe content uh, outcomes that you would have liked, relational outcomes you would have liked, management outcomes you would have liked, whatever it might be. Mm. Yeah, so I think the, the outcome I wanted from the conversation was really uh, an acknowledgement that um, her behaviour had been inappropriate. I certainly wasn't after um, an apology yeah. or, or anything like that. I think just um, the insight would have been enough for me to be confident that um, that wouldn't have happened again. Great. Mm. So then the next thing that's kind of interesting to talk about is kind of to compare the actual outcomes that you got to the ones that you were hoping for. So what were you, what's your take on what actually happened as a result of the conversation? The actual conversation uh, didn't end with any acknowledgement that any uh, inappropriate behaviour or um, had, had occurred. Um, in particular, that it's not appropriate to uh, sort of question people about whether they have or have not been the one that's passed on a, a patient safety issue that may have uh, painted you in a bad light or not. Um, and in particular that you really can't be doing that with um, people who I guess are in a subordinate role to you because it brings to play all the power um, that you carry around as a leader and really um, I think as a leader you have to be above reproach with regards to that. You yeah. really need to model the behaviour you're trying to encourage and, and create in, in the teams. What I didn't hear you say now, Donna, which I thought you might because I remember the story that you told me, which I thought was so humorous in a way because it was so different, was not only did she not acknowledge that it wasn't appropriate, she switched to this conspiratorial mode. like, uh, And so conspiratorially told you that, oh, no, no, that wasn't even the person that I was really thought it was. Yes. So the actual outcome was more like she felt joined in this um, sort of um, secret together. Yes, and I hope it was accidental, but in some way I then became drawn into this sort of inquisition about who may have passed on this information. That wasn't my intent at all, you know. I actually yeah. thought it was completely inappropriate to even be asking or, or searching for this, for this uh, source of the information, but by by being so friendly and, and, yes, conspiratorial was the sort of um, feel I got, it almost compromised myself in, uh -huh. in that way. And now we're going to switch to what you actually said or did. Mm. So would you mind just uh, letting me know? What, what did you say or not say that you think was important there? Yeah, the conversation was um, I've been told you've approached one of my staff members and directly asked her whether she was the source of the information that was passed on to uh, our boss. And um, I'm thinking that 
directly approaching someone and asking whether they've sh shared information about a patient safety issue that yeah perhaps doesn't paint your your team or yourself in a in a good light um, is intimidating mm. and that's not the behaviour that we're wanting to uh, encourage in our staff. So I'm wondering what you were thinking. It reminded me of when I talk about and teach speaking up that we put a lot of emphasis on that first courageous step you take in speaking up to someone. And um, what I realised because I was in the moment is that it doesn't always stop with that first speaking up that sometimes you're going to have to speak up again if you really want the outcome mm. that you're looking for. Yeah. Um, and I was so focused on that first speaking up that once the conversation drifted off, I myself got lost and I didn't recognise in the moment, wait a minute, I need to speak up again yeah. now. I yeah. just sort of let it drift off. Let me re recap. For our actions, we have that you did a really nice direct uh, first challenge, you spoke up, got a surprising answer, and then sort of went off the rails, mm. which, by the way, I think is very normal. <laughs> I think it happens to a lot of us. So let's go on to your frames or your mental models or your thoughts or your perspectives that led you to those actions. As an athlete, I often think about visualization as a way to prepare, mm. and it sounded like you did visualize mm. the first step. <laughs> yes. But... Uh, you know, That's I've right. lost competitions because I forget to visualize, like, the whole thing. Mm -hmm. And it's not exactly losing, but mm -hmm. not exactly the same. But tell me a little bit about... Um, so it sounds to me like one of your frames was you were all prepared and psyched up for one speaking up uh, set of statements. Yes. But when you got a surprising answer, your preparation in your mind wasn't there to help you soldier on. In hindsight, um, had I been able to, I guess, you know, write down or think about or visualise what, what the ultimate response uh, or, or, you know, my best possible response from Mary was, I would have recognised when I didn't get it yeah. and, you know, therefore recognised when I did get it. In a way, though, it's a, it's a win, in my view, or a positive thing that this is what we're discussing because you did actually take one step. Mm. And so we're thinking about how to support the second step. So I do want to capture what enabling frames or what enabling mental models or values or beliefs or what did you say to yourself in your head that let you do that speaking up that you did do? Mm. I have a long clinical background. I've always spoken up mm. clinically because often um, the direct impact of not doing that was more obvious yeah. because you've got a patient right there. So I found that easier throughout my clinical career. As you get into sort of management, leadership and, and non-clinical situations, it's still very important to speak up, but the long-term effect is less, well, I, I should say, the short-term impact is less visible because no one's going to die yeah. generally uh, if you don't. So. I think it, it becomes more about what's the relationship I want to have with this person, how do I see myself as a leader or a manager, what confidence do I want to give my team members that I will stand up for them um, when it's right and when they've done the right thing and, and have, having some repercussions um, from that. So I guess it's, so it's about who you want to be. Yeah, so I'm 
hearing quite a few things. So one is, um, you, if I want to be a person with integrity, I need to do this. If I want to protect my direct reports or team members, I need to do this. And um, you had some you had some familiarity with it because of your clinical speaking up. So we've covered some of the frames that prevented your doing a second round or sticking with Mary until you got the acknowledgement of the inappropriateness that you were looking for. But we've also covered some frames that like really enabled you to take the first step. So what we're going to do now in this gridded process is jump down to if you were going to redo this with Mary or you had a similar situation, primarily what would allow you to take that second step this time or the next time? So I think we should think about kind of carrying forward a bunch of the enabling frames that you had, like let's assume that those are still there. Mm -hmm. It's the right thing to do, it's integrity, it's protecting your team, all those different things. Um, but let's talk a little bit about what you might need to add in terms of your thinking, your motivation that would let you power through that second speaking up. This is an entirely valid conversation to be having where uh, colleagues um, and therefore should be able to discuss undiscussables um, in a positive and productive way together and that the, the frame that would have enabled me was that this conversation could actually uh, move our relationship forward, not necessarily move it backwards. Yeah. I think the thing, the reason it bothered me so much was because in our organisation we've been talking about the importance of speaking up and, the, and my role in particular is to teach people how to speak up, to give them the skills and the, and the capability and allow them to practice that until it's confident. So it was a particular pointy issue for me mm -hmm. that um, someone who sat around the table um, when we've been discussing the importance of this and how we must role model this um, in order for it to take hold in our organisation, had actually dropped the ball so spectacularly. Yeah. yeah. So there's not, you know, I think it's some a topic that not only myself, my team, but um, the leadership team in my organisation feel passionate about. And really, if you're not going to speak up about speaking up, how, how could you possibly hope that that is going to take a hold and, and grow and thrive in your organization? Yeah. 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 Okay, so let's, we're, we're, gonna, we're jumping ahead a little bit in our grid it, which is mm -hmm. fine, to what are the actions that you wish you had taken, so the desired actions. So one of those is you wish you'd previewed the end point of the conversation a little more clearly. Like I want to mm -hmm. get on the same page around how do we protect or not pursue people mm. who speak up in favor of patient safety. Maybe we can kind of, we're going to role play it a little. Yeah. Well, I can say, listen, Mary, you know, I understand that that information may have made you feel uh, vulnerable um, because, you know, it didn't paint your team in a, in a good light. Um, and I would be happy as your colleague to work through that with you and, and discuss that um, and support you through it. I think that that for me is a better course of action than speaking to my individual team members because they're never going to feel comfortable in that situation with direct questioning and it makes it all the more harder um, for them to uh, speak up 
next time. Okay, let's pause. Mm. So I, I think um, what I really liked about what you said in terms of creating a new action is like you're drawing a line. Mm. You're setting a limit. I mean, you did ask me my opinion, which was fine. Mm. You could also just end right there with a, you know, mm. I don't think this is okay for us to do, mm. period. That's um, true. So how are you feeling about the new actions? Is there anything like that doesn't feel quite settled to you? No, I think that that, that would have um, that would have finished the conversation on a better note. I would have felt better and it still hopefully would have been a positive move in our relationship. I think your last point makes me think that I haven't really uncovered anything about how she was thinking um, by drawing a line there. I've certainly drawn a line in the sand with uh-huh. regards to behaviour. Yeah. I guess if I really wanted to understand and, and help create some insight, I would need to go further in, in that. You know, I don't really think it's about who, who has passed on this information. The information wasn't confidential. Uh, it was a significant patient safety issue. I think our focus should be on fixing the patient safety issue, not on who's raised it. Um, and then that may have uncovered if, if our frames were completely different. Yeah. Um, because, you know, certainly the one I was assuming from her was it's more important to find out who's passed yeah. it on than to work on the issue at hand, whereas clearly my frame is, I don't think matters who, who was the uh, source um, it's the content that we really need to address here because patient safety is at risk. Yeah. yeah. So, so that's really to the point. That's really spicy in my view, in a really good way. In mm. that you're sort of saying, "Hey, listen, I hear you going back to. Yes, you might not have thought it was this person, but I hear you still pursuing who said it, which." I, Donna, think is a completely secondary issue, and the most important issue is how do we pursue this as a patient safety issue. Mm. So I'm, you know, I don't know how powerfully you'd want to put this. I'm, mm. I, I'm surprised. I'm flabbergasted. I'm. It's. It just seems totally off track for me mm. to be pursuing who said it when we really need to figure out how to fix it. Mm. What up?